Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. In the little man cave area where the pool table is, there is a poster of the Moondog Coronation Ball. Mm -hmm. And it's an original poster. I got it from a woman who grew up in Cleveland whose grandfather tore it off the wall. I mean, there's still tape marks where it was caught up in the corners. Right. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. Happy New Year to whoever you happen to be. Happy New Year, baby. Thank you. What is the name over there? Tammy Burns. Well, over here it's Bob Smith, but over there it's Tammy Burns. Well, yeah. welcome. Welcome to 2022. This is when everything gets okay. Remember when 2021 everything was going to get okay? Well, now we're in 2022. Now it's going to get okay. Do we still even have COVID? No, what what was then, COVID? I I don't know. I you know what doesn't kill you becomes a new variant and tries to kill you again. Ooh, that's what it does. So look, 2022, please get a little better. Don't give us another. We had Hurricane Ida. We don't need another one of those. But stop with the pandemics already. Now on the Rock School show, on the first two weeks of each year what we do is we do what are known as the cocktail party shows beth west years and years back she actually named them and what we do is we go back 10 years and 10 years and 10 years and 10 years until we get to a point where i can't find anything else to tell you so that when the the year progresses through uh-huh. somebody says did you know this and you can look at them with a smug face yeah i yes, did yes i did i listened to rock school I was able, now if you do the mathematics, obviously it's 2022, and then you go back 10, 12, 02, 92, 82, blah, blah, blah. I was able to get all the way back to 1802. I found a music fact from 1802. 1802. It happened on October 6th, which to me sounds like the historians are just like, just give them a date, you know? <laughs> 1802, Ludwig van Beethoven writes a letter to his brother in despair over the fact that his deafness is increasing. Oh, so sad. 1822, official date of the invention of the accordion. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. 1832, changes to army regulations make bandsmen regular soldiers required to serve in battle if needed. Okay. And then in uh, 1832 as well, February, Chopin gave his Paris debut at the Salle something in French. Woo! 1862, the Battle Hymn of the Republic is published. Julia Ward Howe. It's published in the Atlantic Monthly. That See, that kind of stuff blows me away. Uh-huh. There was a time that the Earth existed that we didn't have the Battle Hymn of the Republic. I know. Same thing here, 1892. Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker premieres at the Imperial Theater in St. Petersburg, Russia. Again, 
there was a time the Earth existed? There wasn't the Nutcracker? Not in our life, right? Apparently not. 1902, Bill Bailey, Won't You Please Come Home, came out. The Entertainer by Scott Joplin. And Edward Elger's Pomp and Circumstance. Oh my gosh, these dun, are all dun, things dun, that dun, we know. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's that's Hail to the Chief. I can't remember Pomp and Circumstance. And I work at a college. Now, here's one we're going to play. In 1912, When Irish Eyes Are Smiling mm-hmm. by Chauncey Alcott and George Graff came out. And again, that's another one of those, there was a time when there was no Irish Eyes Are Smiling. It's a Long Way to Tipperary also came out in 1912. But here's the one we're interested in. Mm-hmm. In September, there was this new thing, records. I mean, really? We can have a recording of music? There's this giant argument over who first named the... Uh, the music, the blues. I've heard Ma Rainey, I've heard Bessie Smith, and people have made arguments, and they're not bad arguments. Right. The one that seems to always rise to the top was a fellow from your home area, Florence, Alabama. His name is W.C. Handy. Mm-hmm. And it may not be that Handy actually did it, it's just that Handy was becoming recorded. So it existed. Right. So it was laid across him. The blues comes from a lot of different areas. The flatted third is called the blue note. Uh, There's also the idea of the word blue meant bad things. And it may not be that one person stood upon a soapbox and went, we shall call it the blues. But somebody had to popularize it. And there's a darn good chance it was W.C. Handy. Why? Because he released in 1912... The Memphis Blues. And that could be it. Could be. And it sounds like this on Rock School. Coming out of W.C. Handy. Hang on, I got more of these things. I'm Mm. all the way back to 1922 now. On WWJ Radio in 1922, you had the Detroit Symphony begin playing. They just set up mics and went. It is arguable that that's the first time music was played on the radio. Wow. Yep. Tootsie Goodbye, that came out in 1922, and Way Down in the New Orleans by Henry Kramer and Leighton Turner, that came out in 1922. All right, let's go up to 1932. February 3rd through the 9th, Duke Ellington and his orchestra record medleys for Victor. So what? Well... It used to be that you would buy what were basically 45s, but they were 78s. Yeah. It had one song on one side and one song on the other side. Yeah. Well, Victor had this new thing Mm. that turned at 33 and a third. Whoa. So you could get approximately 25 minutes on one side and approximately 25 minutes (gasps) on the other side. Heaven. So Duke Ellington may... Again, when you say the first, you got to wink real hard. Right. May have been the first to record to the long play format. In October of 32, the London Philharmonic gave its first concert. There was a time that there was no London Philharmonic. 
Between the Devil and a Deep Blue Sea, Try a Little Tenderness, and If It Don't Mean a Thing, Well, It Ain't Got That Swing, Doo-Wop, 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 all 1932. 1942, Bing Crosby releases White Christmas. Oh my gosh, great music, huh? I was going to say, literally, Woo. the highest. I say the highest. I, I don't know if uh, Elton John's Goodbye Norma Jean, which became Goodbye English Rose, mm-hmm. uh, it may have defeated it in sales, but for the longest time, the biggest selling single ever. And on the other side of it, can you imagine the person who wrote the other side of it? And that was, I'll be home for Christmas. Oh. Again, fifty million in sales. Nice. I can meet the cable bill. Yeah, I can. Andrew's sisters don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. And on February tenth of nineteen forty-two, Glenn Miller mm-hmm. so ruled the charts and so ruled the idea of recording that he was given by his record company. One of his platters that they used to sort of press the records together. Yeah. What they did is they had it gold plated. And it is believed, once again, when I say first, you got to wink real hard. Yeah. It is believed that Chattanooga Choo Choo uh-huh. is the first gold record. Wow. Now, it wasn't because of sales, anything more than, wow, you've sold a lot. Uh It's not like the RIA had set numbers, but it was the idea that let's take this plate, let's get it gold plated, we'll give it to him. It'll be cute. It's a nicety. And it became a thing. It's a big old thing. There you go. Glenn Miller here on Rockstool. Okay, let's get out of 1942, and let's do 1952, as here on Rock School, we do the cocktail party show, telling you all the things that have a anniversary on this, the year 2022. Well, 1952 is when you start to see rock and roll showing up. You start to have this honk country and blues coming together and people attempting to put them together to create a new kind of music. Mm -hmm. So in 1952, November 14th, the first UK singles chart is published by New Musical Express. Those of you who don't catch it, New Musical Express is actually NME. So when you're hearing British people talk about it, they go, oh, it was in the NME. They're talking about New Musical Express. Al Martino's Here in My Heart was number one. Also in 1952, October 7th, the first edition of Bob Horn's Bandstand is broadcast on a local show from WFIL-TV, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wait, wait, wait. As in... in When television decides, hey, you know what? We don't don't have to have people standing there. Why don't we broadcast music? Yeah. Philadelphia was one of the first uh, places that it was done. The show was renamed American Bandstand. Oh. 
and became one of the most popular shows. One period. One of my favorite shows. You of lived all for that. Time. What was that? Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning, eleven yeah. thirty. I loved every time they would ask the kids, rate a record. What do you think, Gwendolyn? It has a nice beat. Can someone say something other than it has a nice beat? Does anyone have anything? Do you anything? remember when they took the uh, the letters and they would they would give them time it was to scrabble to figure out who the what the song was or uh, who the artist was? Just to let you know how pathetic I am, I would try to see, can I spell a curse word? With those things. Oh, I can. You know, <sighs> put them together that way. Nasty. In September, Bill Haley and the Saddlemen change their name and their image, and they become Bill Haley and his Comets. It's it's so easy to just simply think, well, the reason they did it was because they wanted to become rock and roll and such. Oh, absolutely not. It was because of this thing that happened in the 1950s called whitewashing. They needed someone to re-record, and I say they, were talking this fight between ASCAP and BMI, and it was needed, this squeaky clean white group, to do right, it. Right, right. And it was done by many other people, but Bill Haley was, I don't know why, quote, acceptable rock and roll. Go and, figure. And so they redid these songs. March 21, first reported rock and roll riot breaks out at Alan Freed's Moondog Coronation Ball, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, you can't do anything in Ohio. Well, the, here's the thing. If you come into our house in the little man cave area where the pool table is, there is a poster of the Moondog Coronation Ball. Mm -hmm. And it's an original poster. I got it from a woman who grew up in Cleveland whose grandfather tore it off the wall. I mean, there's still tape marks where it was caught up in the corners. Right. And what happened was there was supposed to be like eight different bands that played because he, Alan Freed, who supposedly coined the term rock and roll, he didn't. He may have popularized it, but it's the reason the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is sitting in Cleveland, Ohio. That uh -huh. and an $80 million bond. But this thing was supposed to be, and many people do believe, the first rock and roll concert. The first person came out, Paul Hucklebuck. Believe it or not. I don't believe it. And he only got through about three songs, and there was a riot. Now, people turned that into, you know, rock and roll, kids, it's it's terrible and all that. But that's not what happened. Okay. What happened was the tickets were basically pieces of paper given out by the radio station. Mm -hmm. So what did kids do? They copied them. So there's, you know, 20,000 seats and up shows 120,000 people. Oh. That's what happened. But, hey, you know. It happened in Cleveland. It happened in Cleveland. It was about rock and roll. What the hey? Let's let the horse manure fly. What happens in Cleveland stays in Cleveland. No, it doesn't. It leaks out and, and it gets into the rivers and they catch on fire. Ooh. And the one we're going to play, 1952, March 1. Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee, releases its first single, Bearcat, by Rufus Thomas Jr., and it's a hit, so the doors can stay open. Because <laughs> you think, well, Elvis Presley's going to show up tomorrow. Not wait. Hang on. going to be a while. And even then... They didn't sign him. It took the secretary to keep going, look, I really like this handsome kid from Tupelo. Because uh, this, this story that you get told, that a beam of light shined down, no. and you went, oh, Elvis. Oh, absolutely not. 
if this woman hadn't kept screaming and yelling, there's a very good chance you would not have had Elvis. No. But that's not what we're here for, kids. Bearcat by Roops Thomas Jr. here on the Rock School Radio Show. You know what you said about me, don't you, woman? Well, you ain't nothing but a bearcat. Green stretch and at my door. You ain't nothing but a Coming into the first break, look, I know I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Say it. You and I met at a radio station in Florence, Alabama, WQLT 107.3, the sound of the shoals. And the station, 100,000-watt flamethrower, how this little tiny town got a 100,000-watt radio station was kind of beyond me until someone explained to me who in the world owned it. Right. Sam Phillips owned it. The man who started obviously recorded Bear Claw and then Elvis Presley and the whole schmeal, all of that kind of stuff. And I met Sam Phillips twice. One time I got to sit and speak with him. The second was very shake your hand. Hey, Joe. He remembered my name. That was the funny thing. Yeah. And I remember sitting there with him and it, it I don't know why it didn't occur to me to just walk downstairs. Oh, no. Pick yep. up a Sun record and have the man sign it for me. I didn't. Everything he said was like a Baptist preacher on fire. You know, it was like, I would like a Coca-Cola, please. Well, they, right? they look like uh, they walked out of the 70s. 19, yeah, oh, they, they look like, you know, Elvis in the 70s with the jumpsuit when every time they came. Yeah. All I got to do for the dude is make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he loved me. I but love some coffee. Everybody drove those monstrously long Cadillacs. Oh, yeah. But the thing about it is I didn't, and I've tried to get him on this radio show multiple times, Sam Phillips' son, because he and I, we went out to the Biscuit Village two or three times. He was a real nice guy. Yeah. I, I guess when you're, when you got money coming out your ears, you're a really nice guy. But I've tried to get him on the show two or three times. He's apparently had it with talking about Elvis. Oh, yeah. he's over it, huh? Apparently. so. And that's where we met. Welcome to 1962. I will simply give you a couple things that happened in 1962. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll play something. I can, I can just tell you, 62 belongs to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. It was as if nothing else happened mm. other than the Beatles January 1st and they probably are positive it's January 1st because that sounds like one of those hey look we need a New Year's gig yeah right right the Beatles and Brian Poole also a group called the Tremlos auditioned at Decca Records in London which had the option of signing one group only the Beatles are rejected because and everybody knows this line because guitar groups are on their way out. Uh-oh. Who did they sign? I don't know. Neither does anybody else. Go ahead, dear. What's happening and who's listening to us? KCMJ, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Beautiful. Happy New Year, everybody. Back in a minute here on Rock School. of the break let's stay in 1962 january 5th the beatles are recorded but it's not the beatles it's the beat brothers 
The first album on which the Beatles play My Bonnie is credited to Tony Sheridan and the Beat Brothers. I can't find a Beat Brothers record. Now, I have some of the reprints because what they did is they re-released it as Tony Sheridan and the Beatles. Because Ooh. they weren't the Beatles. Okay. And I, I have one of those. I have every Beatles single released in the United States in order in a single thing. Mm -hmm. it took me forever to get them all. But I have been trying to find a 45 that says the Beat Brothers, and I literally cannot find it. Came out on Polydor. January 24th, we get the Beatles. Why? Brian Epstein's signs on to manage them. So they're not the Beat Brothers, a backup band anymore. They're not this group of four that played at Hamburg, Germany mm -hmm. for Speed and Coca-Cola mm. five shows a day. Uh, March 19th, Bob Dylan releases his debut album, Bob Dylan in the United States. It's basically folk standards, but he does play a couple originals, and that's probably what we're going to play here in a second. April 7th, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards meet Brian Jones at the Earling Club. It's a blues club in London. Keith Richards and Jagger met each other in art school, and they wanted to start a band. And there was this kid, Brian Jones. He plays this instrument and that and a harmonica. And when I get him, get him. And then April 10th, former Beatle Stuart Sutcliffe dies from a cerebral paralysis hemorrhage in the brain Ooh. in Hamburg, Germany. Whoa. Now, he was replaced, obviously, but then on August 16th, I told you, 62 is the Beatles. August 16th, the Beatles fire drummer Pete Best replace him with Ringo Starr, and we finally have the Fab Four. Mm -hmm. And you may not believe this, I have a picture of the Silver Beatles, which is what they were before they were the Beatles. Yeah. And I got it signed at one of these Nam things by Pete Best. No, you did not. And I know that one's real because the man looked up and said, What's your name? <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Pete to Joe. Pete Best. And I have it. It's sitting up there and, you know, hanging on the wall. So what are we gonna play? We'll come back and wrap up sixty two. What are we gonna play? August second, Robert Allen Zimmerman. Do you know who that is? Robert Allen Zimmerman. Yeah. Da, 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 da. No. Official, officially changes his name in the New York Supreme Court. He becomes Bob Dylan. No joke. Now, Bob Dylan also released his album out to the world. And although the vast majority of it was indeed these traditional covers, he had one called Song to Woody. And that was an original. Who's the Woody? Do you know? Who's the Woody? Woody, Woody Allen. No, Woody. Woody starts with a G. Woody. Guthrie. Guthrie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on Rock School. I'm out here a thousand miles from my home. Walking a road other men have gone down. I'm seeing a world of people and things. It's the same I've been hitting some hard traveling too A 
Okay, let's wrap up 1962. We're going to eschew the bottom of the hour and seven days because if we stopped all this listing Mm -hmm. and then did more listing and then went back to listing. What about the listing? We would turn the boat over. 1962, uh, August 23rd, John Lennon marries Cynthia Powell in an unpublicized registry office ceremony, Mount Pleasant, Liverpool. I don't doubt he loved her. I don't doubt it. But once he became famous, it became a problem. Mm-hmm. Little girls want... They did the same thing with Buddy Holly. Yeah. When little girls see these guys, they want to think they can grow up and marry John Lennon. But the the thing you do, which is the Tom Hanks film... Yeah. This is two weeks in a row I've mentioned Tom Hanks. Am I a fanboy? When that, when that movie came out, they were on some fake... Uh, Ed Sullivan type show and up came the words watch a girl he's married that kind of thing right Uh, or he's engaged something like that and that's what it was if you watch the Beatles uh, movie Hard Day's Night where they're running towards a train Mm -hmm. and all those kids are running at them oh yeah all those girls that's well the front guy that you see that's Phil Collins I'm not for, kidding for you. For real. That's Phil Collins. And that's weird. That is weird, because he was a child actor. When all those kids were coming, that's based on a real event that John Lennon would take along Cynthia Powell, but then was tired of her being there. Uh-huh. So he was running towards a train one time. They left her behind, and he yelled out the window at her, something like, next time, run faster, you stupid B-word. <gasps> Oh, was, yeah. Was that the end? He, he Believe me, he was a dichotomy. Oh, I get it. You know, so the world could live as one. And then did other things. Wow. Then did other things. And please don't write me about Mark David Chapman. It's no reason to kill a person. Anywho, October 20th, Peter, Paul, and Mary's self-titled debut album reaches number one, Billboard 200. What is the number one dance craze of 1962? 62. It goes like this. God, what the heck are you this, doing? It's I have the epileptic fit. I have no idea what that no. is. It's 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 the uh, mashed potato. That I, was not the mashed potato. I, you were doing some kind of wave with your arms. I almost want to see And the one we're going to play now. You got to remember, Jen mm-hmm. first play with Brian Poole. Jen fifth, my Bonnie. You then had the firing of Pete Best and the death of Stuart Sutcliffe. Then the hiring by Brian Epstein. October 5th, the Beatles' first single of the Beatles, mm-hmm. Love Me Do, backed with PSI Love You, is released in the UK on EMI's Parlophone label and goes bonkerlistic. It comes over here to the United States. Yeah. Not quite the... Not so great, huh? Huh. Yeah. The story goes that, and I'm trying to remember what the record was. It might have been DECA. I'm probably wrong about that. But Dick Clark had a shot at holding the Beatles contract. Oh, I remember this. And he was told, if you sell 100,000 copies of this, you can have the Beatles distribution contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said till the day he died, I swear had I known, I'd have taken out a bank loan and bought them all myself. (laughs) So there you go. Beatles, love me do on Rock School. Love me
We're done with 1962 here on The Cocktail Show. Let's do 1972. However, we have just a little bit of time before the next break where we have to denote our sponsors and such. And I want to play this because next to nobody plays Mahalia Jackson. It's one of those names that music people go, oh, yes, Mahalia Jackson. Really? Name a song. So I want to play a Mahalia Jackson song because in 1972, January 31st, over 40,000 people file past Mahalia Jackson's open casket to pay their respects Mm. in Chicago's Great Salem Baptist Church. We'll be back in a minute to do the break, tell you more that happened in 1972. But first, Joshua fit the Battle of Jericho. It's Mahalia Jackson on Rock School. Joshua fit the Battle of Jericho, 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 the Battle of Jericho, and the wolf came tumbling All right, coming into the second break out of Mahalia Jackson, there's just something wonderful. There are certain names, words, that sound great being said on a microphone. Mahalia. Right, Mahalia. That's gorgeous. It's that beautiful. A at the end, mm-hmm. love it. Welcome to 1972. We're doing the show where we tell you all of the anniversaries for 2022. This, the new year, February 9th. Paul McCartney's new band, Wings, makes their live debut at the University of Nottingham in England. It is McCartney's first public performance since the Beatles' 1966 tour. You know, I know that's what it said, but he did play Get Back. On the rooftop of the Apple Building. Yeah, he did. And that was afterward. Oh, yeah. February 13th, Led Zeppelin had a concert in Singapore, and it's canceled because when they got off the plane, the government officials saw that they had long hair and made them leave. I'm not kidding. February 15th, 1972, the United States gives federal copyright protection to sound recordings. Prior to this, phonograph records were only protected at state level and not in all states. It became a federal thing. When we talk about this idea of copyright, and I say 72 is the date that you really need to worry about, that's what I'm talking about. The states were always able, and I don't doubt California, New York, Chicago, Illinois, Mm -hmm. was able to do that. Right. But come on, Indiana didn't. Mississippi didn't, but now you had to because of the the federal government. February 29th, John Lennon's U.S. immigration visa expires, starting his three-and-a-half-year fight to remain in the country. And, of course, a lot of it was because Nixon was afraid that this long-haired hippie was going to get 18-year-old kids because soon 18-year-olds were going to be able to vote. He was afraid this long-haired hippie was going to get everybody to vote Democratic because Republicans, Republicans, you know, that kind of thing. Now, March 31st, the official Beatles Club closes down the Apple. It wasn't the Apple store. They called it something else. Da, 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 da. I can't think of it. April 16th, Electric Light Orchestra makes their live debut at the Fox and Greyhound Pub in Park Lane, Croydon, England. Wow. When we come out of the break, I've got a couple I'm going to talk to you about, and we will play one of them. So who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? KFOK. 
Sacramento, California. Okay, back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, Apple Tree. That was the name Apple of the Tree. fan club, right? Apple Tree. That was the name of the fan club. So, there. is that the is that where Apple Records comes from? No, of course not. Apple. The idea of Apple uh-huh. comes from the idea that Apple is a p p, right? A pull, a Paul without Paul. Because Paul McCartney died in 1966, November 11th. So when they named it Apple, they wanted to name it without Paul, but it was A. Paul without Paul. Oh, God. That's where it came from. Not a lot of people know these things, but I do. May 2nd, 1972. Stone the Crows lead guitarist Les Harvey is electrocuted and dies on stage during a show by touching a poorly connected microphone. Mm. You say, okay, so what? Well, it was like it was something that happened that people went, oh my gosh. But what it led to was a tremendous amount more idea that the more that electricity is used for amplification and lights and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you had to go out of your way to ground everything so that even if it was raining, think Woodstock. You could walk up and grab that microphone and the ground would take care of it or the breakers would trip. Mm. So this 1972 Stone the Crows thing made a lot of people who put on concerts go, we got to think about this. We got to think about this. I've been shocked by a microphone. I came forward and it popped popped me. What they call a little bite. But. Not enough to hurt me. I actually finished the song. He took a big bite. He died. June 10th, Elvis Presley does the first day of four concerts at Madison Square Garden, New York City. Sold out all four shows in one day, and it stood as a record Mm -hmm. of the fastest ticket sales to that point. It would get beaten about two years by Led Zeppelin. Whoa. September 21, ABC premieres the new TV concert, In Concert. TV series, In Concert. First episode featured Alice Cooper. And it's really important. A lot of people probably don't remember In Concert. Honestly, I don't. I don't. But it became this idea of Don Kirshner's rock concert. Mm-hmm. It became this idea of, what was the other Saturday morning one that came after Bandstand? Soul Train. Soul Train. Right. And it became Saturday Night Live, which was having people on. Yep, yep. It, it, it was this, uh, the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Mm-hmm. It became this idea that, hey, we can show concerts. And, of course, musicians, they're on the hamster wheel. You bet a phone call and you'd have somebody. October 12th, 1972, Diana Ross makes her acting debut in Lady Sings the Blues. And she got an Academy Award nomination for Best Actress. November 3rd, James Taylor and Carly Simon are married in a little ceremony in Simon's Manhattan apartment. Rock yeah, ing, yeah, bird, yeah. And the one we're going to play, December 31st, 1972. Mm-hmm. This is another one of those things we were talking about songs at the beginning. Right. There's no way there was ever a time where Battle Hymn of the Republic didn't exist. There was no way there was ever a time where New Year's Rockin' Eve 
with Dick Clark. It's always been there, man. No, it started in 1972. It airs on NBC for the first time. It then moved to ABC, those mm-hmm. of you who are picky. Yeah. The people who played are Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Helen Petty, Al Green, and Three Dog Night. So there you go. Happy New Year from Dick Clark on Rock School. Wash away my troubles, wash away my pain with the rain and shine. Okay, welcome to the last break. And just as earlier in the show that 1962 belonged to the Beatles, we're in 1982 right now. And 82 belongs to Ozzy Osbourne. I'm just going to give you the Ozzy Osbourne elements in 82. And when we come back next week, we'll start with 82. And I'll just simply give you the remainder of the things that happened. On July 4th, 1982, Ozzy Osbourne married Sharon Arden in Maui, Hawaii. Sharon. Sharon was the daughter of a big record promoter, mm-hmm. and she had to literally walk away from her father mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to marry this heavy metal guy, and, you know, you'll never amount to anything, and he becomes, you know. Now, don't get me wrong, he was popular with Black Sabbath, but as a solo artist, hokey smokes. Uh, on March 19th, Ozzy Osbourne's lead guitarist, Randy Rhodes, is killed in an accident in Leesburg, Florida, when the plane he's riding in buzzes the tour bus and crashes into a house. Mm. The plane's pilot, a female passenger who was their hairdresser, uh, are also killed. However, Sarzo's books, Randy Sarzo's the bassist, he wrote that this was done on purpose. The idea was the woman who was the the hairstylist yeah. was dating the pilot who was a you know a, a roadie. Okay. And he hated her so much after this breakup. Come on now. And 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 Randy Rhodes just happened to be on the plane. What is this true? Well, look, it, it's in his book. That's all I can tell you. And he did this on purpose. My gosh. Yeah. That is it true? Look, look I don't know, but it was pfft, there. February 19th, Ozzy Osbourne is arrested after going to the bathroom number one on the Alamo, San Antonio, Texas. Remember we went to the Alamo? Yeah, we didn't do the number one. No, I said to the poor kid that was sitting there, where did Ozzy Osbourne, and I literally did not finish this, the sentence. And he went, over there. This has to be the 19th time that day he was being asked. Over there, sir. Over there, that's where he peed, sir. And the one we're going to play, Ozzy Osbourne, January 20th, He's playing a concert in Des Moines, Iowa, and somebody threw a bat up on stage. Yep. I he love thought, bats. He thought it was a rubber bat. No. So he bit the head off it, and, you know, you're in the medical field. You know rabies. There's a point at which rabies cannot be brought back from. Ugh. It, it kills you after that point. Right. They think that the pandemic that kills us will be rabies of some sort. I love bats. However, the bat, and we do, we have a ton of bats. We have bat houses here. But the thing was, Ozzy Osbourne, they couldn't find the bat to test it. So he had to take the the the, the rabies, what have you. 40 shots or something like that? I had read it was 30, but 40 is just a bat. And it went straight through the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, painful. Can somebody just throw an egg salad sandwich up on stage next time? Because no bats. 
No bats. Maybe a dove. But no bats. All right, we're going to come back next week. We're going to continue. We're going to wrap up 72, uh, pardon me, 82, and then 92, 2002, 2012. We'll tell you all the things that Ooh, are happening. 82. That's 82? the year we graduated from high school. I'm That's excited. Right. It was the greatest year of my life until the day I married you. <sighs> Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That's it. Go away. Ozzy Osbourne. Classes dismissed. <laughs>